Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Is everybody in? Is everybody in? The ceremony is about to begin. That is Italian Paul. Regular Paul is out today. Is sick. And uh, to my left is Benjamin Higgins, your friendly neighborhood sports anchor. Long time media member here in uh, San Diego. Does uh, regular Paul, as you referred to him, have any beef with us? Because he got sick a few days after we were sick. I have no idea. I don't get mad at people for getting... People are sick. People get sick. It, it, It happens. I don't take it personally. You know, now, if you walk in and sneeze, wipe your nose, and then rub it in my mouth, yeah, I'm going to punch you in your throat. But if you're just sick, and I happen to get sick, we work together, you know. I mean, look, there's a way to do it. There's a way not to do it. Um, so, I, I, you know, people having beef with people for getting them sick is weird. Because prove it. Prove I got you sick. You know, prove it. There's no proof to it. So I he, I hope he doesn't have beef. I mean, I'm sure he's enjoying sleeping in today. Feels good to sleep in. 
all jacked not up that on great when you're sick, though. It never feels that good. No, it feels pretty good still. Yeah. It feels pretty damn good. I, you feel the anxiety of like missing a show and stuff, but that dissipates. I'd rather be healthy at work <laughs> than sick at Me all. too. Anytime. Yeah. Anytime. I love, I love this job. I love being here, uh, et cetera. But uh, Paulie is out. Hopefully he feels better. Italian Paul is doing a great job filling in uh, for him, as he always does. So, uh, you know, listen, the, the train keeps moving. Uh, on the Ben and Woods program this morning. And, yeah, it was interesting to see um, uh, 30 minutes ago, an hour ago, uh, Eric Hosmer has announced his retirement. Now, I'm getting a lot of questions uh, to the, the YouTube chat and to our Twitter. Does that mean the Padres are off the hook? No. And the answer to that question is no, they're not. They're not. They're going they, to pay uh, him, what, yeah. two more years at 13 per, something Correct. like that? God yes. Dang, that's the, good money if you can Eric get Eric Hosmer has no obligations to the Padres. They traded him. He has been released. His salary obligations are all guaranteed going forward. Has uh, no relevance whether or not he's <laughs> trying to still be a major leaguer or not. It's. I mean, if no one signed him, you're essentially retired by force as opposed to by choice but it doesn't make any difference he doesn't have to be like working out hoping to get back into the big leagues to continue to earn his salary uh, it's up to him what he wants to do that money is uh, is coming his way no matter what yeah and and the money is coming his way and he's decided to take some of that and start a media company called moonball media and uh he is going to be doing a podcast so let's play for you guys we've been kind of teasing you for a while let's play you the the thumbnail version um so what will happen is you go into a podcast the producer will look at it and say this is the most titillating part of it this is what's going to it's the hook it's going to get you in and uh so he posted that and i will say this you hooked me. You hooked me right off the bat. So, well done on podcast number one, Mr. Eric Cosmer. Check this out. There's a lot of bad media out there right now, and there's a lot of good media out there as well, but there's so much of it. Throughout my career, I've been in a lot of relatable situations to guys. You know, I've been the, the highly touted prospect, the big draft pick, but at the same time, I've been the guy, the bottom guy on the totem pole. In Kansas City, I was, I was the young guy. I couldn't do anything wrong in Kansas City. You know, they loved me out there. When I went to San Diego, I'll be the first to admit the performance wasn't what I wanted it to be, wasn't what I envisioned it to be. But at the same time, you know, some of the stuff that was being, being written or some of the stuff that I read or people had tell me was, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't doing that due diligence in the locker room. I was actually doing the opposite of pulling people apart. And that's something to me where... I felt like I was on an island right there. Like, I want to tell my story. I want to be able to tell people what's what's going on here, what's really happening. But I just didn't have that platform. And I feel like baseball players in general don't have that platform. All right. So let's address a couple of those things. And I don't want this to be like a us against Hosmer thing because I really don't. At the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. Um, he's he's not here anymore, and he's not playing for anybody. But uh, And I also don't want this to be like, well, it's time for us to defend ourselves. It, there's nothing to defend. Um, I don't. I can't speak to that characterization of Eric Hosmer. Uh, I never heard that about him. That he was pulling people apart in the locker room ever. In fact, I heard the literal 180 degree opposite of that. That he was to a man the best locker room guy in the history of baseball. <laughs> to a man, and 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 players would offer that up um, unprompted. They would ju- you would say, hey, how's it going? Good. Eric Hosmer's amazing in the locker room. I mean, truly. Like, it was ridiculous. When Paulie and I went out and played golf with Matty Strom, we didn't bring up Haas. And he's like, bro, I got to tell you guys. Man, Haas did this and that. And so you're like, man, these guys really did love him. I don't 
I don't. The only th- negative thing I really ever heard about him is he didn't work hard. That's it. And he didn't work on his defense. And I mean, I think it showed on the field. Did it not? I mean, I, I, I that's the only thing I heard. And and again, just because you're not out there grounding, taking, you know, two hundred ground balls a day, maybe you do think you're above the mechanics. Uh, and, and the practice. Maybe you do. And maybe you're like, man, I've got 10 years in this. I've I've made some money. I want a ring. I'm not going to go out and bust my ass when we're 18 games out of first place. Now, it's not what anybody wants to hear, certainly. But, I mean, look, after 14 years in this business, if Adam came in and said, hey, I need you to come in and work on reading liners better, I think we know what would happen. Okay? So I'm not I'm not 100%. Uh, but I'm also not making $25 million a year either. So it, it all comes together and crystallizes in this uh, little form where, where Eric Hosmer, he's not the victim in this. And and I, I did appreciate when he said, you know, the performance wasn't what I want it to be. Because you made the point 20 minutes ago, we never heard that from him before. He never said. When they would ask him in the offseason, hey, man, like, you hit the ball really hard, but you just hit it on the ground. You ever thought about lifting it? No, I'm not changing. I'm not changing. I'm not. I know what I'm doing, and I'm not changing. That's what we got from Haas. At least that's what it felt like. Well, that's what he said. That's what he said. I mean, he said it. What uh, What Eric Hosmer has shown us already, though, in just that one clip from his new podcast, is that he understands how to create a straw man <laughs> that he can he can tilt at quite effectively. Because if you make the argument. Hey, everyone said I was a bad guy in the clubhouse. He's going to have plenty of receipts that say otherwise. So when he then makes his argument and goes, hey, I've got this guy and this guy all telling me everybody I did everything I could to bring that clubhouse together. He's going to sound like, yeah, they were right. Why were they out to get Eric Hosmer? What was, well, yeah, but no one that we know of was out to get Eric Hosmer, especially when it came to what was going on in the clubhouse. It was simply the performance on the field. And the receipts there are very obvious. It doesn't have anything to do with our criticism or fans' criticism of Eric Hosmer. He was traded away for Jagram. Essentially nothing. Given away, given up, tons of salary eaten because he had no value on the big league level anymore. That's, that's all you need to know. It, believe me, if A.J. Preller, if other teams thought that Eric Hosmer was still a valuable baseball player, he'd still be playing baseball. He would have plenty of trade value. Padres could have gotten a lot of different things for him, probably got another team to have taken on a bunch of his salary. They could not because the other 29 teams realized what the Padres, unfortunately, also came to realize. And that was as a first baseman, as an offensive player, at that point in his career, Eric Hosmer just didn't have big league value anymore. And the Padres were massively overpaying for something that you could get for essentially nothing somewhere else. And yeah. that was the problem for a team that was trying to win a World Series, that was trying to compete. They had a position where they were overpaying and getting a, a lack of performance consistently over the years. And that's why Eric Hosmer had to go. It wasn't because we drove him out of town. Anyone else in the media drove him out of town. It wasn't the criticism. It wasn't anything said about Eric Cosmer that ended his relationship with the Padres. It was his lack of performance. Bottom line, 
that caused his tenure with the Padres to come to an end. Never seen a better baseball player in the month of April in my entire life, ever. And if I remember right, the deal that they got for him wasn't the original deal. He, they had a trade made, and that was nixed by Hosmer. Ross, yeah. Which, yeah. again, he and we said even on the air, he earned that right. He's earned yeah, that right absolutely. to veto that trade to the Nationals or whatever it was, and we ended up losing Luke Voigt in that deal. Um, but, yeah, man, I, I, I look, I'm, I'm all for having a platform sharing your side of the story, but... Um, again, production always is going to speak the loudest, I think. And, and I think you make a good point, but yeah, um, he, that's it. I've always said he's a really dynamic guy and I was always kind of disappointed that we didn't get a chance to talk to him. And we were together on the air, uh, for many, many years we while he was, we wanted to hear made him so beloved. That's we were a, very curious about that. A hundred percent. I mean, and, and the fact is he is, he is revered. By guys like Manny Machado, revered by guys like Jake Cronenworth, revered by guys that are in that locker room right now. And uh, across the league, you know, across the league, I have guys that I know that played with him in the minor leagues, said, oh, yeah, he's cocky as hell, but a really, really good teammate, a guy you want to go into battle with. I wonder if he lays in bed at night, Benny, and thinks to himself, yeah, that money that I got from San Diego was absolutely life-changing, but two World Series appearances, one ring with the Kansas City Royals, He's still beloved there, and he mentions that in the in the podcast. I wonder if he thinks to himself, I, I, I would have taken half to just stay here, play out the rest of my deal in a place I was comfortable and, and beloved. He could do no wrong. He brought Kansas City a World Series ring. And by the way, he was integral, integral in bringing them a ring. He was phenomenal, which is why I think a lot of people were excited when the Padres got him. Yeah, you raised your eyebrows at the price tag, but you went, bro, this guy is an absolute leader. He's fearless. Like, he can lead us to a championship. He's maybe be the first piece. But uh, obviously it didn't work, man, and, and, and that happens, and, and that's okay. But I don't know that you can say you didn't have a platform when you could have had our platform five days a week if you wanted it. Alex in the chat, or maybe it's Alec. I don't know. Ben is upset Hosmer never came on the show, LOL. I, I'm not... Upset or not upset. I am a little upset that Eric Hosmer is saying today that he didn't have a platform with which to share his side of his story in San Diego, because that is certainly not the case. There is never once did we ever turn down Eric Hosmer. Many times we certainly asked. I think he canceled one on us. Certainly we asked if he'd like to come on, and, and we would have loved to have talked to him. Um, he was quoted many times. I mean, certainly talked a lot to Kevin Acey in the UT, and there were direct quotes from Eric Hosmer. There was no blackballing of Eric Hosmer from the media. Like, we can't report on anything he says. You know, we're not going to let his story get out. There was no conspiracy against Eric Hosmer when he arrived in San Diego. It, in the respect when, you know, San Diego media gets the reputation of being soft, I, I don't think any of us would have had a problem Hoping Eric Hosmer succeeded, was a, a good guy, easy to talk to, yep. loved to do stories on him. It didn't work out that way, but it had nothing to do with the media that it didn't work out for Eric Hosmer. It was simply Eric Hosmer's lack of production and how he handled that lack of production in San Diego. Plain and simple. That's why his tenure here was unsuccessful. Here's a question that I pose to both of you, and this is, some, this is a point that I've used to defend Eric Hosmer for years now. Do you think a guy like Manny Machado comes here in free agency if Hosmer doesn't come here first? I think the answer is yes, I do. Uh, I've heard that that the narrative for many years. Um, Eric Hosmer came here because he got the most money. 
And Manny Machado came here because we made him the best offer. Xander Bogarts came here because he got the best offer. So the answer to that is yes. I don't think, I don't think uh, Manny is going to say, "Ooh, no, I'm I'm going to be." I don't like being the only star. I'm sure that's you know. No, I mean, not not as far as being the only star, but to legitimize San Diego as okay, this is a place where big. Yeah, I, I think it was a factor. I, I, I a absolutely factor, but I don't think, think it's it the, was a factor. But Eric Hosmer doesn't get credit for that. You know, Ron Fowler and A.J. Preller get credit for some vision, knowing, hey, we need to prime the pump if we want to attract other stars. But the fact that Eric Hosmer said yes to a massive contract and one that he wasn't getting anywhere else, he doesn't get credit for that. He doesn't get credit for Manny Machado or Xander Bogarts no. or anything else. That that belongs to Padres' ownership management for having that bold initiative to bring in a star. But... But Eric Hosmer doesn't get credit for that. I think you're right. I think it helps land other stars just knowing someone's done it. They've taken the leap, and there's another guy who's you know getting some money. You don't have to be the only guy. I think it was hard for Will Myers when he got what at the time seemed like a massive contract from the Potters. What was it, $80 million? Yeah. And, and he had to be the only guy that was getting paid even $20 million by the Padres. And, and all of this pressure is then on Will Myers to be a face of a franchise that he was ill-equipped to be. Knowing that Hosmer was there probably made it a little easier for Manny to show up. It makes it easier, but again, the money helps. And and as Bernadette says in the chat, Yonder Alonso, who played here and and had a lot, you know, he helped steer Manny in this direction too. So I'm not going to give Haas uh, any credit for that. I will give him credit again, as I said, for um, I I had, had talked to people in the organization that said before, it didn't seem like there was a real pro here until he got here. And that's not a knock on anyone, but he carried himself so much like a professional, the way that he dressed, the way he carried himself, like a big leaguer. You hear that a lot in, in when you're in those circles and guys talking about it. He did carry himself that way, uh, uh, and that was important. Ultimately, though, and, and we'll move on from this a little bit. Maybe we'll get some more clips a little bit later. If the leadership that Eric Cosmer was providing was so very valuable, why did they have the epic collapse in 2021 when he was on the team? And why did they struggle so badly in 2022 until he he left the team? Yeah. And you know they they played their best baseball at the end in the playoffs when he was he was long gone sure. at that point. Yeah, I mean and, again, and you can say how much he contributed and how how beloved he was. And he was. You didn't show it though with your play on the field. Correct. You may have been a happy clubhouse, but it certainly wasn't translating onto the field based on the leadership that he was providing in the clubhouse. Yeah. No, I mean, but it, it's undeniable to a man. He is absolutely beloved by the guys that he played with. And, you know, I, I think the media uh, certainly soured on him. Um, I was one of his staunchest defenders for many, many years. Uh, and and I'm, I look, I'm glad for him. He's a dad now, which is awesome. Go be a great dad. Do your podcast. I'll listen. You got me. You hooked me. I'll be listening to this on the, uh, the drive to the dentist after the show today. I can't wait to hear it. All right. Let's take a time out. Uh, we've got our Tier 1 tour uh, another of Eric Hosmer's former teams. Yes. The Boston Red Sox are in the spotlight today as we count down toward opening day. And uh, their star player, Rafael Devers, had some interesting comments yesterday calling out, essentially, gently, but calling out Red Sox management for a lack of activity this offseason. We'll talk uh, Boston coming up next with Ben Woods after a check of traffic on 97.3 The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, back on track on our Tier 1 Tour, counting down uh, one team per day. Uh, after we did a couple of yesterday, a little makeup work uh, until the Padres opener. And we're still on the uh, the East Coast. We're in the AL East this week. And today's team on our Tier 1 Tour is the Boston Red Sox. Uh, a lot of people's pick to finish uh, dead last in the American League East Indeed. this year. I saw Trevor May uh, yesterday did a, uh, his latest podcast, and he had them finishing fifth. Uh, in the AL East, it's it's a tough it's a tough division. There's no question about it, and I just don't know if they've done enough, Ben, to to you know take the next step. Well, you look at their off season, uh, the losses outnumber the additions. Uh, Chris Sale traded, Alex Verdugo traded, Justin Turner lost in free agency, James Paxton lost in free agency, Corey Kluber retired, a few others gone. Uh, the key additions probably headlined by Lucas Giolito, who is a Probably going to be their number one pitcher going into the season, but has not thrown like a number one pitcher the last couple of years. So they're hoping for a big bounce back uh, from Giolito. They've also picked up Tyler O'Neill, Von Grissom, Liam Hendricks just signed a D, uh, you know, a D, I think it was a minor league deal. Uh, no, it was two-year major, two two major, okay, two, yeah. two major league deal. But, but he's, he's not going to be back uh, for, for a while. Okay. I believe so. he's still... Battling through injury. And uh, the lack of activity led star Rafael Devers uh, yesterday uh, to gently criticize his own team. I would say, I'd say this is critical, though. It says they need to make an adjustment to help us players be in a better position to win. Everybody in this organization wants to win. We as players want to win. I think they need to make an adjustment to help us win. I'm not saying the team is not okay right now, but they need to be conscious of what are the weaknesses and what we need that is an indictment of your own management not doing enough to fill a team's needs in the offseason which uh, is certainly a familiar story for Padres fans right now in San Diego yeah it's a, it's it's pretty that's about as as it's about as clear as as you can say is we need more 
you know, we need more. We needed to do more this off season, and there are guys out there that could potentially still help us. Um, we need those guys, and and Rafael Devers is a, is a superstar. He's one of the, he is just an unbelievable baseball player. They signed him to a long term extension, so now he's going to be that guy, that voice that is the one lobbying for more players, Ben. But I look at the team uh, as it, it's currently uh, assembled, and I see, yeah, I see a fourth or fifth place team. Uh, honestly, Giolito. Nick Pavetta, uh, Brian Bello, um, Tanner Houck, guys like that, that's going to make up your rotation. Their bullpen is 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 okay. It's okay. Um, but they've got Kenley Jansen at the back end as they wait for Liam Hendricks. And, again, this is a team that, that the Padres have been closely connected with because everyone seems to think A.J. Preller is high on Jaron Duran in center field. But I don't know. They're, I, I don't know who they they would play in center field if they traded Duran, who's got five more years of, of control. Um, so I, I don't know. But uh, I've also heard A.J. Preller interested in Kenley Jansen is another name. Well, I, that's been my sources, around. and I do have sources on this one, have said there have been talks <laughs> between the Padres and the Red Sox about Jaron Duran and Kenley Jansen. It's more the Red Sox are trying to get rid of Kenley Jansen Correct. and think, hey, Padres will take him. Uh, if we can also trade Jaron Duran, they're desperate for an outfielder. But the asking price has just been insanely high from the Red Sox side, and the Padres have no interest in partying with top prospects for a player that even Fangraphs is projecting. This is Jaron Duran's projection this year. 256 average, 318 OBP, 423 slugging, 13 homers, 23 stolen bases. Not not horrible, but certainly not a player you consider an all-star or an elite caliber player that you're willing to both give up top prospects for and take yeah. on salary you don't really need at this point. So, yeah, you might be interested in Jaron Duran. He's left-handed, he's young, he's controllable, he's cheap, but he's just he's not that good. And you don't give up your top prospects for players who aren't that good. Is that, are they asking for like a Lesko or a Snelling? Yeah, or, yeah. that's what I've heard. That's what, yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. And pass. plus. Like, like Snelling plus, pass. another, like an Ariarte or something like that. Hard like, pass. No. No. Come on. No. I, I mean. Craig Breslow, you've been in the job three weeks. A.J. Preller's been here nine years. This is, like I said, if you want to fleece him, go fleece him. But not for not for guys of that kind. I, I mean, my understanding is that those conversations have been very short and yeah. like, okay, we're nowhere near here, so let's, uh, let's pause. The Red Sox, obviously, they need Trevor Story to be more like the Trevor story with the Colorado Rockies than the oft injured one that he's been with the Boston Red Sox. Uh, Tristan Cassis is, uh, he's got, he's got some power, de- decent player there at um, first base for them. But yeah, it's not a lineup that, that puts a lot of fear into you after Devers and it's not a rotation that scares you very much. It's simply a, a, a play, a team that's not going to play well in a division that has the Orioles, the Yankees, the, the Rays, Rays, the Blue Jays, the Blue Jays yeah. all in that division. That's, they're they're clearly a notch below those other four teams. Yeah, they're a few years away. And uh, that's our look at the Boston Red Sox on our Tier 1 tour. All right, we'll come back. Um, if you want to join us, 833-288-0973. Some of the topics we've had on Eric Hosmer and the Padres certainly are fair game. also want to bring up the uh, the good news, potentially, for San Diego State. Their new football coach, Sean Lewis, access to the college football playoff for the first time. Now, yeah. they're, not, they're not that close to it yet, but right. yes. at least there's, some games. Sure. there's a pathway now to reach that college football playoff after what happened yesterday. We'll get to that coming up next with Ben Woods on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Cosmer retirement announcement and how this affects the San Diego Padres financially. So let me just quickly go through this as I understand it once and for all. Doesn't affect them at all. They still owe every single dollar remaining on Eric Hosmer's contract. In fact, I believe they've already handled it. When the Padres traded Eric Hosmer to the Boston Red Sox at the deadline in 2022, as Jeff Passan reported on that date, As part of the deal, San Diego will be paying all of the approximately $44 million remaining on Hosmer's $144 million eight-year contract, which runs through the 2025 season. So the Padres at that point made arrangements to send money to the Red Sox. The Red Sox then owned Eric Hosmer's contract at that point. Correct. Because they traded him to the Red Sox. So the Red Sox have his contract. They all has all of his rights. The Padres now have nothing to do with Eric Hosmer. They simply sent the Red Sox the money to cover all that salary. Now, at the end of that season, in December, the Red Sox DFA'd Eric Hosmer. So they gave up his rights as well. Now, they, they have to pay him the money, which they got from the San Diego Padres, because still owed that on his contract. He then signed with the Cubs the next season. They only had to pay him the minimum and then the rest of that was still being paid off by the Red Sox through the Padres. They also DFA'd him, so they have no rights to his contract as well. There's no Major League Baseball team that has any claim over Eric Hosmer, which means he can still retire, not retire, do what he wants. It's his life, it's his choice, but that money's already accounted for. It was sent off to the Boston Red Sox to pay for Eric Hosmer's contract when they traded him for Jay Groom at that point, And that's the last the Padres have anything to do 
with Eric Hosmer going forward. There's and it no, doesn't count against tax or luxury? I, I, or... There's definitely no actual savings, and I don't believe there's anything with the uh, the luxury tax as well that changes. The Padres made that commitment. Part of their part of their books, part of their CBT number over the years, offset, averaged over the years uh, for the eight years that Eric Hosmer was signed, and nothing about that changes based on Eric Hosmer announcing his retirement or not. He could change his mind today and unretire. They're not going to just they're not going to just change the numbers day to day based on how Eric Hosmer wakes up and says, "You know what? I don't think I'm done yet. I want to play again. I'm now unretiring. Oh, now the Padres owe a bunch more money. It doesn't work that way." It's already been dealt with. It's already been done. It's in the past. Nothing about this affects the Padres in the future. It's simply over. Yeah. And, have- and people are bringing up Steven Strasburg. Different situation. When Steven Strasburg signed his extension with the Washington Nationals, big money, what, over $200 million extension following the 2019 World Series, he remains an employee. They own his contract and his rights, and he still is a member of the Washington Nationals. So if he decides to retire, well, he has to work that out with the team that continues to employ him right now. That's different. Eric Hosmer doesn't have a team employing him. He doesn't have to work it out with anybody when he retires. But with the Washington Nationals, Steven Strasburg can at least be argued to have some obligations to that organization still as they continue to pay him. And as the reporting goes, the Washington Nationals, not that happy to have to pay all that money, are trying to get something for their for their money and get him to at least show up to spring training, yeah. be a mentor of some sort. That's tough. I don't man. know that they're going to really get anything out of it. It's just a bad look for kind of everybody involved. They don't look good. Strasburg doesn't look that great. It's kind of a bad situation, um, and they're just frustrated that they owe a bunch of money that they didn't get anything for. He threw 30 innings. After he signed that contract extension. Brutal, man. And while he is, yes, retired because he physically can't, can't do pitch it. anymore, yeah. they can't get out from any of that money either. They're hoping that maybe to make life easier, like, hey, we won't ask you to come show up and sign autographs or do anything, but maybe you can defer some of that money extra and make things a little bit easier for us. But Steven Strasburg's under no obligation to actually do that, and we'll see if the Washington Nationals really make him sit there during spring training in a dugout somewhere just to justify some of that contract. But Which is different nuts. different situation than Eric Hosmer. They Padres don't even have that right. They can't even make Eric Hosmer show up and mentor young players or, you know, organize fun clubhouse games to make everybody be happy because he they do not have any rights to him. They gave those up when they traded him. Yep. Okay. So I feel bad because uh, Adam ran back and pulled a bunch of clips from the Hosmer podcast, but I don't care anymore. So we're okay. not going to play. Then those. let's uh, check traffic yep. and we'll come back. Sorry about that, Adam. And we'll discuss the uh, the big news in college football yesterday that changes the landscape and how. It changes the landscape for teams like San Diego State, teams like Notre Dame, the team that Woods uh, pulls for as well, and how it doesn't really change things much for teams like Alabama and Georgia and Michigan. That's coming up after traffic here on 97.3 The Fan. No, you said it did it. It said it did. It counts completely like it always did against the luxury tax, against the CBT. Nothing changes, I said. I thought I asked you yesterday. if he was, if it counted against the tax. It absolutely does. Okay. Nothing has changed. When I say nothing has changed, nothing has changed from yesterday. Because, as I said, he could unretire tomorrow. Nothing will change. It doesn't matter what he decides, got it. what he okay. says. 
the obligations all remain the same. Cool. All right. Uh, as we know, college football is going toward a 12-team playoff. That was decided a while ago for next season. What was not completely known, though, was the format and the selection process for those 12 teams. But yesterday, uh, the College Football Playoff Board of Managers unanimously approved a model that will set up a 12-team playoff and guarantee the five highest-ranked conference champions' inclusion in the 12, plus seven at-large teams that will join those five to create the 12-team tournament that they will play every December and January to determine your college football champion. And why this is good news, I, I think a lot of people are thinking, wait, five? Oh, they left out Mountain West again. They left out the AAC again. Uh-uh. There's only five. There's only four big conferences That's now. Right. The Pac-12 is gone. So we're talking about the SEC, the Big Ten, the ACC, and the Big 12 as the Big Four. And then the fifth will come from likely either the Mountain West or the AAC champion each year that will get that automatic berth. So if a team like San Diego State runs the table, has a great season, or even has one loss and wins their conference and is the best-ranked team out of those non-schools from those four conferences, there will be a spot in the college football playoff for a team like San Diego State going forward. And I think that's what everybody, you know, that's what everyone was clamoring for is, is yeah, you're not, you're, you're probably not going to win a, a chip, but nope. you want to know that you've got a shot at winning that's a all chip. I, that's all I want. That's all you want is a fair, well, it, not fair, an equitable way of, of, hey, if we win and take care of business, we will move on. Uh, and we don't have to go play in a Peach Bowl or something somewhere or the El Paso Bowl. Like, if we do what we're supposed to do and take care of the business that's ahead, we have a legit shot at, at going out. And you never know the way that the ball will break. So um, it's well, for anyone that's poked holes in this. What are the holes that you would poke in it? That's the thing that always interests me. Like, cause you look at it, you know, in, in a vacuum and say, "Yes, that's what we needed. We needed more. We needed more teams that were that were able to to be in the hunt." If you're poking holes in it, what's, so here what are the here holes? are the holes that I could poke in it. So under the format that they approved yesterday, the top four conference champions, which they're wink wink, are assuming are going to be the four power conferences remaining. Their champions will get the four buys. Okay. So there'll be eight teams that play a first-round matchup. Those four winners will go on to play the four teams, the conference champions that get those buys in the second round. But there could easily be a situation where, for instance, let's say Georgia goes undefeated, but then Alabama's like clearly the number two team. Their only loss was to Georgia. They won't get a buy. They can't be the number two team, and the, the best they could be would be number five. In, in the seedings. Right. So they can't get a bye if they don't win their conference, even though they may be clearly the second-best team in the country. Only the conference champions. Now, that's interesting. Like the ACC winner. Like North Carolina could win the ACC at 9-4, and four, and they'll get a bye. They'll get a bye. Whereas a, a, a 12-1 Georgia or Alabama that only lost in the SEC championship, they're going to have to play that first-round game. And you could kind of poke a hole there. But that's... That... That it behooves you to go out and win your conference yes. and 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 beat you know win that win that conference. Which is why Notre Dame fans are also some of them crying foul because no matter what Notre Dame does, they can't win their conference because yeah, they're not in a conference. Which means they have no avenue to get a buy. Correct. The best ever. they can possibly ever do would be the five seed 
in the college football playoff playing the 12 seed in the first round. I mean, you get a have bu- to play that extra game. You get a bye when you don't play a conference championship. That's that's a bye. You don't have to play that game. So that makes sense. You're a very re- you're like the most reasonable college football Notre Dame fan that exists. Well, I've been it's been beaten <laughs> out of me over. Wait, like, wait a second. Hold get, on. Hey, get bent over a few times by Alabama and teams like that in the playoffs, and you go. All right. And you know what? If you're the five seed, you're probably playing a kind of a weaker twelve seed. You got a good chance of getting a win in one of those playoff games. Hundred percent. I have nothing to complain about. <laughs> are, are we suggesting? Did you just suggest that? Because Notre Dame does not play in a conference, they should not. They should get an automatic buy. No, no, no. They get a buy by not playing a conference championship. There, there's no game. Let's, there's no game to play. Let's say that it's Notre, like a Notre Dame buy. were twelve and zero. Yeah, and Irish, they destroyed everybody. They're number one in all the polls. Best they can do is five. The best they can do though is five. They will not the get a no. I, I get that. Seating. I get that. But we also don't have to go up against a. Division opponent in one game for all the marbles, so that that very dangerous. Game. It's a dangerous game. Ask Georgia, ask Alabama. Like you get a buy by not playing a game. You don't have to play a conference championship. So that's why I think it's actually kind of if you're going to be an independent, that's kind of equitable. If you're Notre Dame and you want to buy, do what every other athletic department at that university has done: join the ACC. It's that simple. Join the ACC. Yeah, and when you're it's, when you're conference, sure. But if you if you don't have to, and you're they're throwing money at you, and they keep giving you money, and you have exclusive T, you're like, why the hell would you? Why would you share it if you didn't have to? If yeah. I if they started paying me five million dollars a year, am I under any obligation to be like, you know, I need to take care of the rest of the guys here at ninety seven three to make a better, stronger you know, team? No, I, I would think if Notre Dame schedules right, and they. They, they have a lot of experience do. in putting together their schedule. They usually come in that, you know, 6 to 12 range most years, which will get them into the playoff most years 100%. based on what Notre Dame has been Who's in the past. Better? Who's got it better? That's it's great. not a bad situation. Co- coasting off a reputation you built in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. That's what you're doing. That's what Notre Dame has been doing, is coasting off a reputation they built 40, 50, 60 years ago. But it's it's not... It's it's not coasting if you still schedule tough opponents, beat set opponents, and yeah, you lo- you lost in the playoffs to, you know, the Patriots of college football a couple of times. They're not the only team that's gotten bodied by Alabama. You know what I'm saying? No, like, I agree. Like, did they belong in those games? Yeah, they earned their right to get in those games. They also earned the right to get the ass kicked out of them, and they did. So the other proposal that was shot down, and this would have probably driven people it's, absolutely. It crazy. sounds a little sour grapes. No, it's not sour grapes. It's why why is Notre Dame still special? If you're still winning, then yes, I understand. They're winning. They still win. They average nine wins a season, ten wins a season. Have you won a playoff game? No. But so there you go. Most That's teams not have. most teams haven't. Most teams haven't gotten in. Because they're not good enough. They don't win enough games. Because you're not in the top four. You're not one of the four big conferences. But you know what I'm saying? If you're if you're the if you're the five seat. Or if you're if you go undefeated, you run the table, which is possible. You know the Irish play a tough schedule, but they don't play the hardest schedule in the world. They've got their cupcakes, just like Bama does. Just like, but you know they're going to get their their SEC games and all that. Um, I don't even know where I was going with this, but 
I, I that's why I think it's fair. You'll never. So this should make you happy. If you hate Notre Dame, this should make you very happy. Easier to get into the playoff, harder to win it. Hundred percent. They're twelve and zero, and they they can't get a top. Four. That'll be true of they can't of, get a of every team, even the teams that get a bye. You now have to win three playoff games to win a championship rather than two. It's much harder to do that. That's it's going to be harder to win a championship through the playoff than it was before. Now the other proposal that would have driven people <laughs> absolutely insane was they were going to guarantee the top four teams in the SEC and the Big Ten spots in the championship playoff. And then the other four teams would be culled from the rest of college football. So a full two-thirds of the playoff was going to be filled automatically by the SEC and the Big Ten at the start of the season. Like, I mean, and You finish fourth in the Big Ten, you're in, no matter you- what. Right, but you- And it would have driven people insane. That's going, true. That's favoritism. You're giving those two conferences a leg up on everybody else. Ultimately, there'll probably be eight or more SEC and Big Ten teams in the playoff most years. But you know what's going to happen is Notre Dame's going to go undefeated. They're going to have they're going to get into the final four. No, they won't. Sit- they can't. They can win their way into the final. They four. could. They can win they their can first win game. Their way and then they'll be in the, the final, final four. four. Then they'd the be total. in the final eight, yeah. and then they win another one. They can get to the final four. They get into know. the final four. They get the doors blown off by Alabama or Georgia. And then they'll go. Oh well, we had to play an extra game. If you would have joined a conference, you could have gotten true. a bye. That's and true. Possi- and you don't have that excuse. Which, and then they, which is the wet they've done and still gotten their doors blown off. So I don't think there's much of an argument there. But I, I think most years, here's how it will play out. Your four conference champions will get in as a bye. You'll have your Mountain West or AAC champion in as one of the other teams. Yep. You'll have seven at-large teams, and most of those seven will come from the SEC and the Big Ten. Yeah, maybe all of the seven which, in some years will which, come again, from the SEC and the Big Ten. Does, is anyone mad at that? But you'll have eight or nine teams from those two conferences, and maybe there'll be a spot for a Notre Dame, or maybe there'll be a spot for one or two second-place teams from some of the other, you know, the Big 12, but... Ultimately, with no Texas, with no Oklahoma in the Big 12, there just won't that that many playoff caliber teams from conferences outside of the SEC and the Big Ten. It will be an SEC and Big Ten party, and there'll be a couple of other invitees. And what is it now? The same thing. SEC and Big Ten party. I mean, listen. I can't take this guff from a Penn State fan over here. You know what I mean? Talking about coasting on reputation. I don't want to go down the reputation road right now. Calm down. Penn State fan Calm down with here. that. All right. Calm down okay. with that. Okay. All right. Happy Valley. Why do they call it Happy Valley? It doesn't seem very happy to me based on some of the stories <laughs> I've heard out of there. You like white, though, the, like clothes, white shoes. I do like white. They wear I those white uniforms. White all... sh- These are like my Penn State kicks. I there you go. Them. Exactly. Atta boy. You like those? I love them. Stan Smith's. Mrs. just uh, bought them for me. All right, uh, everyone's loving a little Italian Paul today. Feistiness. I love how feisty he is. He's got that Italian in him. Get a little extra Frank Marchese coming up in the Italian Paul Reindel report. That is coming up next with some headlines, probably some auto racing talk, knowing Frank. It's all coming up next with Ben Woods on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.